Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most influential and listened to podcast in auto detailing. Welcome to the community. Hi, welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast. I'm Marshall and not Nick. <laughs> Nick is in Houston and uh, having a great time down there. It's been cool. People that have been following along on the HyperClean page on Instagram will have seen the stories. We'll know of where he's at and what all he's doing. So he's having a great time down there in Houston. And so guess what you get? You get the amazing opportunity of having a old school day, right? We're taking it back to the old school because I'm an old fool. Who's so cool, right? Uh, old school free thought Friday. This goes back in the day, free thought Friday. And then we're going to end with a little Mogi motivational. So that's what we're going to get today. If you're a little bit like me though, what was your drive-in like? Was it a drive-in where you're trying to squeeze in? Ooh, drive in when you're trying to squeeze in. Have you ever been in that experience where you're trying to, to, to get into, you're merging onto traffic, onto the highway? And here's a new one. It wasn't the Dodge truck guy. Wasn't that guy, but it was his, what was it you say? Cousin from another mother or something like that, right? Like, uh, that's what we say in Arkansas. <laughs> um, the The idea that, this guy pulling a trailer and his buddy up in front of him pulling another landscaping trailer. Like they had to be right next to each other. They had to be bud buddies, right? This guy would not let me in. I literally had to almost force my Jeep into a section because I'm running out of way. And you just go, God, what the hell, man? Just trying to merge in, slow your break up just, just a hair. So with about two feet to room to spare in the front and the back, the Jeep is officially on the highway. And I didn't care what the guy in the back was saying because I was only going to be on there for about another, I don't know, half a mile. And I'm straight off onto the, another exit. And it's a, it's a highway that this part reason why we always have uh, backup traffic there is because we're always in construction, right? This is one of those projects. You, you have them too, right? There's construction projects that they say is going to last where you think, and you're like, Hey, by now it should be over, right? Like, geez, but we're four years into it. <laughs> When's it ever going to end? And this part of where we're trying to now merge onto the other highway, because these are this is construction of two highways, and this is I-40 and I-44. So interstates, major highways, it's a big place. And and we're we're actually having to stop merging onto the other one. I see this big long area and we're like great we're gonna go but there's this one little car back there and it's like ah no worries you know the guy with the trailer he's he's gonna be ready to go so i start giving it some gas because you know i'm in the jeep doors are off for those of you that ever seen somebody with the jeep with doors off trying to look for traffic what do we have to do we gotta stick our head out the door <laughs> like we we don't have it we don't have a mirror really a side mirror we don't have any other way to look but just basically turn around and stick our head out the door. So I stick my head around. I go, wow, there's a lot of space. I'm going to start going. Gosh, this guy's going to get going. Maybe I can be up to speed. I'll be up to speed in time so that when this white car is up there close enough to me, I can have enough speed to merge in. But to my surprise, as I start giving it some gas and turn forward. What? Yeah. What's the guy doing in front of me? Nothing. Except waiting, I guess, then what happens is he waits for the other car. But by that time, 
what have I done? I've dropped some bombs. I, I've, I've got stuff flying all over the Jeep because I've had to slam on my brakes. And then you get to do what the guy did behind me, right? Drop some F-bombs. What the hell's going on? Okay. I get into work, though. Whatever. We're all good, man. It's Friday morning. It's a beautiful day. I get into work, and it's time, right? It's, it's wash up for the weekend. I love washing the Jeep ready for the weekend. We're going to the fair this weekend. Anybody that's in the Southwest to Midwest, listen, talking to Nick down in Houston, you know, he's kind of getting an eye-opening to what, you know, a lot more of the Southwest car care market and the car care industry is like. And he was showing some things to me. I was like, yeah, man. Uh-huh. Yeah. He's like, it's just berserk to him, right? Like for where he's at in Vegas to stuff that goes on in the Southwest, right? One of the things is the fair. And we're going to the fair this weekend. So by golly, I got to wash up the Jeep, of course. And playing around, new new things that we're working on. I sent a message to a couple guys, uh, something I was working on with Nick, actually on the phone talking to him. And, and we've got some really, I mean, listen, I'll just go. Could you possibly clean wheels inside of a rinseless system? Right now, it hasn't been done. Nobody's done it. Dirty rims, wheels, and tires. Could you clean them inside of a rinseless system? Hmm. So we're working on it. I'm getting the Jeep all dialed in, working on this product, finishing almost, I, you know, it's not finished out, but you know what I mean? Like each little phase that we go through, I got to finish out this phase of this part of this test that I'm working on. And I go to then and, you know, I'm rinseless washing the Jeep. I go, what? What are all these? No. What's the spec? What's this? What? What? Why in the world? And somehow, somewhere between the warehouse between headquarters here, uh, between the house, somewhere I've got paint overspray. What? And, and you go, hey, but isn't it coated? Like, yeah, I've got so many different random things on the Jeep right now. I strip them down. Listen, I, yeah, I've got a coating. I put a, a two-year coating on somebody, you know, somebody's two-year because we like to play around with people's stuff, see what people are doing. A two-year coating that I use cleanse on is stripped immediately. I mean, it cured. A week later, I wash it, stripped, all the way gone. You know, we've put our coatings on. I've polished them back off. I played around with different paint systems, trying to fill in scratch. Like, I got all kinds of, we've done waxes with SIO2 in it. We've got compounds with SIO2. I mean, listen, we I've got all kinds of randomness on my Jeep. And so to see... Oh, those are brutal. All those little dots, brutal dots, dots after dots. So anyways, it was a long morning. I got overspray now and I figured it was time to grab me a michelada and have a cold beer because I also needed some tacos. It was one of those days we were just like, it's not taco Tuesday, but it's taco Friday. I don't know about you, but <laughs> Most people, if they're like me, they're going to love some street tacos. Hopefully, Nick gets some really good street tacos when they're down in Houston. You see them in your area, but do you stop at street tacos? I don't know. I do. I love street tacos. I get chicken a lot of times, or you get cabeza. Uh, cabezas, if you find cabezas, are really just think of it as like, uh, well, it, it's a really great cut of meat. It. And 
but it's pretty fatty. It's pretty fatty. Think of it like brisket. It's basically like a brisket taco, but anyway, if you can find it, get it. So I'm going to sip on out of the new hyper clean overbuilt for the people pint glass. I'm going to be sipping on a Michelada and uh, listen, there's a little evolution of the pint glasses. The first pint glass we started was at pint night and we did it at a SEMA would have been 2018 SEMA 2018 had a big old party. The evolution then grew with the silicone pint glasses that we developed uh, out at mobile tech because of our community uh, pub nights that we do there. And, and, <laughs> you know, e we were told that we couldn't use glass. So we had to come up with an alternative and that's why we came up with silicone. I couldn't sell them because we didn't have a patent on, on what we were using. Uh, so we had to give them away and you go, why is that important? I go, well, there is somebody that has a patent on silicone pint glasses, but I just wasn't going <laughs> to, wasn't going to do what they were doing. And uh, through some connections that I had made uh, by walking around some owners of a company at SEMA, uh, introducing them to some people at some parties, they helped connect me with uh, a manufacturer in uh, their location and where they live in another part of the world. And I was able to mass produce silicone pint glasses and uh and it changed the landscape of Mobile Tech Expo forever. They've now adopted into and brought in, they have a community night. You've seen then with the amount, and those of you that were there of the last ones, and you'll see over the next ones, the amount of people that began to do podcasts and, you know, we have lounges instead of pubs, you know, like so many people began to, it's fine, right? That's what's, that's what's great about, you know, as you begin to influence the industry to see the the influence that that you have get to be well displayed. And so it's fun. This was this was a big, big pint glass force. But Michelada, why Michelada? Hey, that's a little throwback too for uh Theo. Everybody loves Theo. Theo's listen, Theo at the specialist detail studio. I actually I found a shirt this weekend when I was cleaning out the garage. I found a shirt this weekend that he had given to my little girls. Uh, and it was a small little shirt because they were tiny then. Uh, Theo uh, had, it's a family run bar and had us out at SEMA. And we recorded an episode there and a bunch of people came out. Some people was really fun. Some owners of a big, big car wash company there in Denver, which some people have seen recently where uh, a certain individual who was a detailer and then went to go work for a major brand doing great work there has now gone to work for this company. And those owners were there and joining beers with us as we learned to make micheladas. And uh, michelada, I don't know. I mean, it's tomato juice-ish kind of and some other stuff and beer. You got to like tomato juice, right? You got to like that salt in it. Uh, otherwise, you probably won't. But a michelada is incredibly smooth after a hot day of detailing. Absolutely. A Saturday afternoon michelada. Oh, that's it's a go to. Definitely. It's a go to. All right. So let's get into some free thought Fridays. All right. Free thinking. It's it's Friday. Free thoughts. Great. 
Here's something that's fascinated me. And I asked this question the other day and I gave out some thoughts, but this is another thing that's been fascinating me. I asked this the other day on the community pub. Curious for you guys too, right? What's fascinating you? So go to the Hyper Clean Specialist group on Facebook. Leave us some comments. Listen, I love it the way people leave comments in there. They ask questions. We read them out many times. It's a great place to interact, being a part of community. And and, and the question is really what is most fascinating you right now? And one of the things that is fascinating me right now is content creation. And it's, it's really how content creation evolved around car care is how, I mean, it'll never be the same gone are the days, right? When are you ever going to see in a mass popularity again? And listen, I please hope never is those before and after photos. How many times for those of you that were detailing back in like 16, 17, 18, as Instagram started to come on the rise. Uh, listen, before and after photos flooded the market. That's all you saw. And it was good. And it, listen, I saw the other day. It's funny. And I'll talk about this a little bit later. Uh, but when people say, yeah, just go put out some before and after photos, they do great. No, they did great in 2017, but content creation now journeying through what we, we've gone through this, uh, you know, not only the pandemic and everybody's going to say that content creation had to dramatically rise during the pandemic because so many other people that previously might have been working were now sitting at home and they needed something to do. Of course, they did other things. That's why we saw the massive rise of stuff getting cleaned, homes being built, things getting changed. But a thing that everybody did more in 2020 during the pandemic than you did in 2019, if you had a cell phone, was, yeah, you answered it. You consumed more content. And you did that on some new platforms that began to give rise. The biggest content platform that most people began to invest time into was something that was called music.ly, but had been bought previously and changed over the past year to it. I think that was what, like, was that 18 or something, 17, 18? But when TikTok began to explode in uh, 2020, it gave rise to a lot of fun creation. And I was, and I, I've always said I love social media because uh, if for detailers, it's really good. Why? Why? Why is social media really good? That's a generic thing that people are going to say. You'll hear it from people that will, you know, they might be talking heads. They might be, you know, trainers. They might be, you know, people that, uh, that their personalities, they, they don't really talk about marketing and really give input on marketing. But what they'll do is they'll say, well, yeah, I mean, social media is good. Yeah, TikTok. Yeah, we like TikTok, right? They'll, they'll generically say things. And that's what I just did. And I apologize. I generically said, yeah, it's good. <laughs> Why is it good? TikTok, I found to be very good because it pushed somebody who is creative. If you were going to make and you had a chance for a moment, you had a chance to make really good TikToks. And if you made some good ones, that that meant that people watched him. And so you could get these insane numbers. Of course, if you didn't make a good one, people still didn't watch it, right? Just because you made a TikTok didn't mean people watched it. But if you made a good one, you had a much better chance of exploding. The, the fun things are talking to, to content creators on TikTok, right? 
Uh, Anthony, uh, I love this guy. Ant detailing. He's down. Uh, uh, is it San Antonio? I think it is Texas down in there. A young kid, really creative, but but he's also methodical. So he puts out content in a very unique way. A detailed Dave, him and I have spoke multiple times. I sent him a happy birthday wish recently. Great, solid, young dude. Head on straight. His family's been in car care for generations. He's now seeing this opportunity of being able to create content as kind of his way out in a sense of not out of the business or out of the industry, but out of like, just being in their shadow. Hmm. That's crazy. Right? Like it gave people hope and quote unquote opportunity. Uh, there's a young girl that I, I enjoy when she puts stuff out and listen, she put one out. It's is her name's Isabel. Uh, she put one out today that, I mean, her video, I don't, you know, whether she made it, somebody else made it, it's not about that. It's just, it's so, it's so well done. I just, I love the way the cinematography is done, the B-roll's done, uh, but the, the you know, way she talks about cleaning. Uh, Jessica Tran, uh, she's hilarious and methodical at the same time. These type of people catch buzzes and they catch buzzes because, yeah, they do good videos and they're doing it at a good right time. Hmm. The, the progression though, if we can't do before and afters and we're supposed to be on TikTok, we're supposed to be on Instagram, we're supposed to take photos, we're supposed to take videos. Well, gosh, it, does it stop? No, 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 it never does. You, you always have to have progression. You go look back at my videos. People have been talking about those recently. Nick has really been working heavily, sending me quality stuff. We go back and forth. You know, we're a yin and yang. There's people that have come into our circle that have been in the content creation world, and they get in to have discussions with us about content. And it, gets, it gets yin and yang. I mean, it gets black and white. We, we get serious, and we talk about it. We, we value putting out good information. One of those things is we're starting to learn is voiceover describing things. I was talking with Derek uh, from DJD, Brandon. Brandon's been doing a really great job. Hey, Paul from Gold Standard has started doing this. Having these voiceovers to where you explain what you're doing. This is something that Nick's going to preach on. This is something that, uh, you know, purpose. This is really, if, if you're going to have purpose in your content, there's an evolution happening from we still got to have some show and glow. Absolutely. This is what we call B-roll. And, you know, um, it, it's all good. We got to have that. B-roll might be a little different than show and glow, but you get my point. But there's also where somebody needs to be on the camera. There's also where you need to describe things instead of just showing them. You need to tell people why you're using HyperClean TRX on these tires, what the purpose of using a product that's a universal cleaner is, why you're going to use Fuego to take care of these rims, to, to make sure that you safely remove every right? You go over and you explain it, why you use this brush, why you stand a certain way, why your camera's angled, right? Like you explain things and the more you explain them, no. 
Here's to Free Thought Friday, and here's to community. Because I bet you, you're going to see some pretty amazing results. So, curious. Hmm. With the need for more customers, right? Thing we say all the time. Really, the biggest problem in our industry is we, we just need more customers. <laughs> every business, every person just had more. Hmm. That would be better. More's better, right? You need more. How are you going to utilize content? Hmm? How are you going to utilize content creation? Have you thought of that? I mean, because to just let this moment pass you by and not be creating content around something that you love? Listen, I think the people that put out content around their trucks, I think people that put out content around their cars, I think people that put out content around vehicles that are being cleaned. I mean, geez, you could literally go over everything, right? The point is, if you're, quote unquote, passionate about something, right? How do you make it have purpose? Well, if you don't ever put anything out, then you're just going to let it pass you by. And I, I mean, listen, that's bonkers. It's bonkers as you would just let, let it pass you by and not put anything out. I don't know. I mean, some, some people are going to do well at it, right? Which is why you've seen them rise to the top. You've seen YouTubers create pages and get massive followings. And then, you know, there's, there's still, listen, there's still my stepson and other young kids. Think if you're 15 and younger, still one of the dream jobs is to be a YouTuber. Still a dream job. So there's, there was this massive rise in YouTube. The YouTube shorts, though, how could you utilize videos that maybe are similar that you could make on one platform and begin to bring them into this monster called Google? How could you start to create videos and photos and stuff about your passions around cars, going to car shows, selling products at car shows, bike shows, cleaning bikes, cleaning glass, uh, solving customers' needs around filthy interiors, anything, right? How could you begin to create that for YouTube? Hmm. Well, here's where most people, right? Because I said some will actually do it and they'll rise to the top. Most people, though, you might hear this excuse. If you're this person, it's all good. All good, man. If you're this person, you go, yeah, I could. I, yeah, I, I, I don't want to let this. I don't want to let this opportunity go. I do need to. Hmm. It's hard. 
You know, when I really break it down, I, I really start digging into how much time is going to be, I, I, you know, and, you know, I'm just not really great at taking photos and I, you know, I'm going to need to get this other phone and, you know, I really need lighting. You know, they always talk about lighting. I, you know, I, I just, I think this, this, this video is okay, but I mean, it's not as great as all these. It's just, I, it, 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 and you walk yourself off of, a, of an opportunity because it's hard. So guess what time it is? Time for a little Mogi motivation. All right. You ready? These were always some of my most fun episodes. Mogi motivation. I used to love them. Why? Well, I've always believed in motivation. It, it, it really started. Uh, well, I'll get into that here in a second because I, I've got it as an illustration, but it started in baseball for me. Baseball for me was methodical. It was a challenge. You, you, you had to work on a, a, a swing for so long. You had to, you had to work on how you grip the ball. You had to work on how your throwing arm went down. Your, your glove goes down as then your arm goes up. I mean, you've got to work on a crow hop. I mean, anybody know what a crow hop is? Was well, a crow hop is a blast once you get it down. Hmm. There's, when I was in college, I absolutely my favorite thing to do was to chase. Like we would just have outfield practice. I, and I pitched for mm, maybe about six or seven games my freshman year, but then I got whiplash. I didn't get it from a car wreck. I know I, you know, I didn't. I got it because I throw the ball towards the plate, and then I would have to whip my head backwards to the <laughs> the outfield so fast because they would just smash the ball out. Like I, I was not a good pitcher. It did not translate well for me, high school to college. Uh, not good, but I enjoyed, I loved being in the outfield and I loved just chasing down fly balls, get up underneath it. We'd say you pitch a tent, you do this. So that was super fun. And as you would start to approach the ball, while you're catching, you're already starting to do this little hop with your legs so that you can get a little bit of momentum. And if there's a guy trying to tag up from second to third, oh, I love throwing him out. But the best was when you got the guy trying to tag up from third to home. And I already had a pretty good arm from being a pitcher and a catcher. And I had moved to the outfield. And boy, I started working on that crow hop. And once you get that crow hop to where you get enough motivation, movement into it wow they didn't send as many people home later in the game as they did at the first of the game when mogi was out in left field let me just say that all right so it's gonna be hard right it's gonna be hard it's gonna be hard to do that you know what else is gonna be hard and i've been hearing a lot of times so as we get into some motivation let's go let's dig into the problem right let's dig into problems of something being hard and i this is something i've heard recently from people my journey as those of you know my journey started as a mobile detailer and i grew by hard work you know i i didn't make it onto a baseball team where i was getting money for scholarship because I was great. If I was great, I would have been a division one scholarship athlete. 
I was a walk-on athlete to a division two school that didn't have enough scholarships in which most baseball pro programs, division two don't to where they give people full rides. So I only was able going to be able to get a partial ride and I couldn't get it as a freshman. I actually didn't get scholarship money. I walked on as a freshman, but it wasn't until my sophomore year, the end of freshman season that then I was able to get some scholarships and it wasn't because I was great. It's hard work. And not everybody is ready to put the time in. Not everybody's okay with working hard. I get it. I get it. But I also get what hard work does. Right? What does hard work do? Well, what hard work does is when you have an idea and you have a vision for something, then you work your ass off to make it happen. That's what hard work does. Wow, that sounds pretty amazing. I want to do that. No, most people don't. And I get it. All good. But let's make a pack, right? Let's make a pack. Here in community, let's make a pack. We're not afraid. We're not afraid to put in the work. Because we're not. And if that work is on content, that work is on distribution? Is that work on service? Is that work on car shows? Is that work on just having the best car life I possibly have? Is that working hard on so I can be with my buddies and be out there on a Saturday showing off my ride? Yeah, whatever it is. Hard work. Because that's where purpose actually comes in. When you're doing work, with just passion, right? You're, you're just passionately working. There's not really an end game in a sense. But if you have purpose, see what that does? See what hard work with purpose gets you? So don't be afraid of hard work, right? Okay, but Mogi motivation. Mogi motivation, here's what I've been waiting for. I'm excited about it. And I just wanted you guys to all know, I like big butts. There you go. I do. I like big bucks. Something that I said that I've heard a lot lately, it's hard. Detailers learning content, detailers trying to evolve themselves into not just being a service provider, but also a product provider and a content provider and a local specialist provider. It's hard. Starting a biz, right? Just people that uh, have, hey, I'm, I'm getting into detailing, I'm just starting a business, or they're just starting a, a business just because. Any business, right? What do they say? It's hard. Huh? What do we know? It's hard. Hiring. <laughs> we'll always joke about that, right? Hiring is difficult. Getting stuff from Amazon. Did you ever think that was going to be hard? God damn, it's hard now. Huh? Why do you think I'm doing this episode? Nick couldn't get his mic down in Houston. <laughs> it's hard. You never know when your stuff coming in anymore. Might be next day. Might be four days. You really don't know. <laughs> so here's... Here's what, if you guys remember, if we go back a little bit, as we've taken this little journey through pint glasses to beers to content, 
Remember something that I have said over and over and over. Years in 17, 18, 19, I kept saying this is the best time ever. Right? We heard it. Very little did we hear at those times. And we had podcasts and we had people and we talked to people like, we rarely ever heard the word hard. It was fucking easy. It was a great time. Took a photo, did a little before and after. Uh, nailed it. I got 85 likes. Nailed it. <laughs> it's a little different now, right? Remember how easy it was to throw up bigger numbers as, well, listen, let's just say it, right? Like when, when a lot of people in the country have a lot of money, then that means it kind of, it's this thing called trickle down. It kind of trickles down to us. Then we get to make more money, but when there's not as many people making more money, then we realize that kind of shrinks our money. Have any guys started realizing that? That's kind of like a dumbed down version. That's a detailer's version of, <laughs> of Reaganomics, I guess. Hmm? So maybe it's not quite as easy now as it used to be. So three reasons why I like big butts. I like big butts. Reason number one. I like big bucks because it means you climbed out of something. Yeah. That's why you go, wait, what? Yeah. It means you climbed out of something. You ever talk to a uh, 50, 60 year old? Maybe it's one of your customers or maybe it's your neighbor or maybe it's that guy in the car club that, you know, he's owned a business, but he's kind of, you know, he's, he's a chill dude. Got a nice car. Maybe it's a guy at the car show that you know that's run a business. He's in his 50s, maybe in his 60s. You ever talk to that guy? You ever ask him about tough times? You'll find that those guys will also like big butts. Crazy, right? Go up to a 50, 60-year-old dude. Owns a business. Hey, man, you like big butts? <laughs> I dare you. He's going to be like, hell yeah, brother. Because you're going to say, did you go through tough times? And every one of them, without a doubt, will go, yeah, man, I went through tough times. But. Yeah. Yeah. You always go through tough times. But. Tough times but i like big butts and i cannot lie why because it means you climbed out of something if you stay in the tough time and you never get out well see ya but if you do guess who you are you're somebody who has overcome you're somebody who has climbed out you're somebody who has accomplished. You're not the same as everybody else who keeps saying how hard it is and how tough it is. Listen, anyone 20 to 35, <laughs> and you go, hey, listen, man, I, I don't have a butt. All I have is right now I've got tough, but you're young, okay? 
you're young. It's all good. Young in business, young in age, either way. Here's things you can rest on. You might not have a butt, but you're in the process of building one. <laughs> I don't mean with a bunch of cheeseburgers and cold beer now, right? That's not the kind of butt I'm talking about. You're still climbing. You don't have your butt. I like big butts because I know I've climbed. I know I've overcome. I know I was in tough times. I know about the days. I know about having to worry about your family. I know about wondering if you're going to have what it takes. I know what it means to be alone. I know what it means to have people leave you. I know what it means to hear no, no, no for six months while you're trying to sell products and you're trying to clean cars and you're trying to sell products and you keep hearing no. I know what that's like. And so I like big butts because there's a time where you go, but I eventually climbed, but I eventually found the answer when they kept telling me no, but I eventually did it. And that is a big, but here's a tough one. Not everybody's ready for all right. 2011, Atlanta new maintenance customer is actually a friend in the same neighborhood as a white Range Rover from a couple months ago that I did a video on on our Instagram, TikTok, and that stuff. This was one of those where I've said I go into a neighborhood, 2011, I just start cleaning a ton of cars for all the different people. This is a gated community. These are million dollar homes in Tulsa. That means some places that's a four to five million, right? I mean, this is a great neighborhood to get into. Start cleaning one car at a, at a house. Next thing I know, I got like five or six of these homes and we're all weekend just cleaning. It's, it's wonderful. Yeah. Like I said, sometimes things that that go on economically that you don't know are going to affect your customers. They, they do. And one of these, one of these houses, you know, we'd started our maintenance, which meant, you know, I went through a full detail on the, the car. It was a big, it was a, it was that, uh, what was it? The infinity, the, the big infinity. And uh, apologies. This is where people say I'm not a car guy, right? This is what I talked about on Wednesday at the pub. I, I don't remember car models all the time. It doesn't mean I'm not a car guy. Like, come on. But it's the big infinity SUV. You get my point, right? Black hadn't been cared for. We weren't doing corrections then and stuff, but I'd polished. I put on a really great sealant. The inside was what took so long. And she had kids. And there it was. Two. Uh, I want to say we're oh yeah, it's hard to remember. Six months. Yeah. We weren't two years. I was gonna say a year. I think it was probably more like six months. And uh she was like, Well, you know, I think I'm just gonna have my son do it. What? You're 
your house, your cars. You're going to have your son clean the car. Like, I mean, as a detailer, right? Like as a detailer, it's part of you that goes, what the did I just hear? Like, what lady were. Mm. I I was a little upset. I had guys out there. We've been paying. We've been cleaning our car. Like, what's going on? I'm building my business. I got these guys, right? It's the same things that some of the struggles you guys have, right? And you just go, what? And you get angry in a sense at the customer, right? A little bit upset. But, 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 but I didn't like big butts back then. I didn't. I took it. The customer went around me. I allowed the customer to escape in a sense of, yeah, I'm just going to have my son do it later, right? We know that she was going to the car wash. They ended up, I think the house, they think they had to go off, right? It doesn't, whatever. Something happened. And then they had to change what they were doing. And their son was going to start cleaning the car. If I would have liked big butts back then, I could have said something else instead of a little butt. And my little butt was probably, but okay, well, if you change your mind, you know, let us know, right? Little butt. A big butt, right? A big butt. Big butt means I learned something, right? I didn't learn something there. I just lost a customer. Now, now I look back and I go, big butt. God. If I would have liked big bucks. I could have turned it right around. Jeez. Hmm. Yeah. What do you think of that? How would I have turned it around? What could you have said? But, but ma'am, but ma'am, I, I get it. But when we started cleaning his car, remember how dirty it was? Remember how you told me you wanted to keep it clean on a regular basis? Remember that feeling that you got and you went, ah, remember that? Now, do you really think your son's going to give you that same feeling? He's going to give you a lot of other feelings, but will he give you that feeling? Big butt. That's a big butt. All right. Third reason I like big butts. And I can't lie about this one. <laughs> Big butts and I cannot lie. Huh. Because people's view of me doesn't determine my success. Hmm. I like big butts because people's view of me doesn't determine my success. Years ago, I was at SEMA. And uh, how to began working a lot of what I did as I started building out what you know today is hyper clean as I started building it out of my other company called Total Auto Solutions. One of the things I knew that I had to do was have a very large web of people that I worked with that I, I knew and uh, bought from my vendor relations. Um, my vendor relations ran for a guy out of Tulsa, Oklahoma. My vendor relations were global, still are. My vendor relations for, for me were surprising to a lot of people 
surprising so much, though, as as I was walking around two owners of a overseas brand that, uh, well, you know, I, I worked with them on multiple projects. And now we actually we share quite a bit of uh, of of shelf space with them. Their company's done very well in the United States and continued to grow. And they were really starting to get into uh, into the country. And we have a we have a good relationship, and I said, yeah, you know, they asked if I could walk around and and introduce them to some people. I said, sure, you know, I know plenty of detailers, and uh, thought it would be interesting for other detailers and other people in the industry to meet the owners of this company that was from another country. I to me that sounds really great. Uh I I had a. <laughs> another owner of a company here in the United States come over and, um, and tell me I should get out of the gutter. It's, it's, <laughs> I, I, I didn't really know what to say. I kind of looked at the guy like, what do you mean? Like, huh? What's an odd thing to say? We just kind of started talking and I kind of loosely knew the guy should get out of the gutter. Like, first of all, I, I didn't know as a man, right? Like one man to another man. I, I really wasn't sure if I should put my drink down. And then I kind of comment about these other people that I'm walking around with. Like, really? You? Wow. Hmm. You know, through my journey, that's probably more of what I, I was used to hearing, though. Even people that were supposed to be my best friends, um, people that I paid a lot of money to, to help, to work, to, to be a part. Customers that I sacrificed for. Many of you know that as you grow, you have to sacrifice for a lot of customers. And I don't, listen, I don't mean, I, yeah, I just mean like if they, if they're running low on a product and, and it's five o'clock on a Friday, you're going to sacrifice to run it over to them, right? Like, or it's a big account and they're an hour away. Hey, you're going to sacrifice. You're going to figure it out, right? Like, and as some of those would, would leave, like, People always said, as your journey keeps going, people are going to start to voice their opinion about you. And then you'll have a kind of a, a lonely time. Many of the people that are close to you will leave. And to have that guy say, get out of the gutter. <laughs> you know, I, I never really had many people that believed in me. My own dad who sacrificed a lot to of time. There was times where I was, you know, going to be gone and he would take care of my uh, power washing and stay up late helping me power wash. Uh, he at, at times where uh, I might be uh, a lot of cars to get done on a, on a, in an afternoon. And I, he told me, you know, call him if, if, if he was free, he would come out and help. I mean, that's the kind of dad I had. But he also told me that he really never thought I'd make it. He really didn't believe in me. 
Well, there was few people in my journey that ever gave me encouragement. A lot of people have asked why I'm so encouraging. You'll come to mobile tech or those of you who've come to mobile tech and heard me speak at mobile tech education. One guy, one guy left going like, wow, I, I didn't know I was coming to such a, you know, like a, a motivational speaker. I feel like I should go out and conquer something. To me, motivation is, well, it's, it's fuel. If, if people are going to tell me I'm, I'm in the gutter, if people are going to say that they didn't think I'd actually get anything done, if people aren't going to encourage me, well, then I better like big motherfucking butts. I better like big butts. You know why? You know why I better like big bucks? Because someone might have viewed me one way. But. Someone might have said no. But. Someone was rude. <laughs> I mean, that's that's a kind of a funny one, right? Like, I mean, we joke, right? Like, there's online bullies. And so I just got to kind of say that, right? Like, so I'm covering my bases for all that people. But right? that might be a mid-sized butt because if rude on social, come on, like, get over it. You don't need a big butt for that. But someone might look at you. They might talk shit about you. But other companies might copy what you do. And that's one, right? Come on. The amount of detailers that you hear say that, and we don't want to work with all these other people because I got this secret, and I don't want these people to come around because, right? Or, you know, I'm scared that these, these people, they just copy. Just go to mobile tech. Just look at people's pictures who were there before and now when you go. And I'm going to look at you and go, yeah, but yeah, people copy you. Uh-huh. Yeah, look around. But. The economy's changed. It's not as easy. It's tougher to sell this. It's tougher to do this. It's tougher. Yeah, it is. But. <laughs> when I start going, huh, customers' needs are changing. The economy, they're, they're not going to be buying this, not going to be buying that. If this customer, then this customer, okay. A lot of stress, a lot of worries, but. Tire shine. Here's one. Here's one I love. This is something that, see, as you begin to enjoy bigger butts, right? The more <laughs> that you enjoy that understanding that people's view of you doesn't determine your success, then you get to have those opportunities where you go, I get it, all this, but. You also said that you had a glass cleaner that's streakless, but it streaks. You also say that your product creates beads, but it also makes a lot of streaks. How can we have a glass cleaner that's streak-free? How can we have a 
instant ceramic? How can we have tire shine that doesn't sling? How can we have a one, two step carpet system? How can we have a system for removing 75 to 85% of all your paint defects very quickly? How can you have a system where you can lay a ceramic coating on a car and have the customer in and out within one to two hours? How do you get everything that you've gone through and get it to do what you really want is you have to love big butts. It's hard to do. I get it. But I'm going to end on that. I got another taco to eat. Listen, all this talk about big butts. Hmm. If you're looking for your next challenge, you go, I like big butts. Maybe chemical distribution is something you should look into. If you go, you know what? I like talking to people at car shows. They're not really buying service, but they love buying products. Hyperclean Slick is an incredible product. I, I know that these guys want it, but I don't have it. You're looking for that challenge. If you're looking for the next, really, what is going to put you and you're going to get to your next level? Let me listen. Go right now. Don't even wait. Go on to hypercleanstore.com. We've got a contact form inside the description, though. Please. Tell us that it's about distribution. It's super funny when people just write random stuff and we're like, oh, we don't know what they're talking about. So, hey, write in there what you're talking about. But really, think about it. If you have a vision for what you want in car care and where you think it should be in your local area, and, and you really see everybody there at the car clubs, the car shows, got a good heartbeat, people there in your local area. So it took me six months to get a dealership. Dealerships are tough. Car shows, car clubs, it's a lot It's a lot easier to get into. It's a really great place for you to get started. So reach out to us and let's see what big butt you can do. Might be hard, but. Hey, this is Marshall. Thanks for joining me. What a great time for Free Thought Friday and Mogi Motivational. What I hope you get out of it is that you one day will like big butts and you can't lie. While other brothers might deny, you are an overcomer, right? You like big butts. I believe in you. You're going to do everything that you envision and then you set out to do. We love being a part of that journey with you. I love sharing my journey so that you can learn and be a part together. This is what community is all about. So thanks for being in. This is Marshall. Make it a great day.